24 hours a day. Radio Contact. And welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join me on the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hi, Rob. You okay? You having a having a good off-season? Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it, Rob. Yeah, nice break. Well, it's been busier than the season, really. There's that much going on at the club at the moment, signings and this, that and the other. So, uh, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. Maybe break me break from... Uh, the action right from the action I've got the damage limitation me we've got me got my leg now Paul both demics now yeah yeah me me back you if you like we've got, we've got no chance really we're not going to make the bench are we anyway no I suppose a good thing about with the uh, early pre-season get a few injuries out of the way yeah. we're super fit then for Tuesday, uh, for February aren't we yeah well mine's been dragging on from last season I had this in the uh, this, the Super 8 so I remember being at the Wigan game and hobbling about but hopefully are going to be better soon cool what have we on the show this week Paul yeah, we've got all the news coming out of the club. We've got the amateur report. Cool. What we'll do then, we'll uh, we'll see what news is coming out from the club uh, this week. So we're going to start uh, the Devil Details news with a sad uh, news that Gary Lloyd has passed away. Uh, Paul, our thoughts and, uh, with his friends and family at the moment. It's uh, you know a bit, of a bit of a shock. Yes, certainly. I saw that news of a night. Tragic news, really, Rob. And uh, like you said. Always we can offer his our condolences to his family because it, you know, it's terrible news and it's ter- terrible to hear that. So uh, but, uh, we saw Gary, didn't we, at the, um, the supporters' trust meeting earlier in the season at Eccles. So uh, yeah, our, our thoughts are with his family. Yeah, um, obviously moving on uh, to other to other things. Uh, good news, uh, Jack Little John assigned Paul uh, scrum half, um, filling the void that uh, has been left by Michael Dobson. Yeah, certainly I've been reading a lot about Jack Little John. I don't really know a lot about him. I've seen some some videos that were on YouTube, but most of them are about five or six years old. So, uh, so yeah, you're judging him on the past there. But I've read good things about him, and and like you say, we've got to give him a chance, haven't we? And, and, and judge him on sort of how he plays for Salford. And you know, he, he seems a good guy. He seems like he's got a good kicking game. And until we see him, we can't really judge him, can we? But I'm excited about him anyway. I suppose building up a, a new relationship with uh, Rob Lewis. Uh, Dobson and Louis had kind of a good relationship. They only played some good rugby, didn't, didn't they, together? And uh, you're hoping little John will be able to slip in and uh, work his magic with Louis. Yeah, certainly. And you've got Gareth O'Brien there as well, haven't you? Who's going to be fighting? So you're going to, like last season, you're going to have three halfbacks again, all challenging each other. And that, for large parts of last season, worked it. That pressure of Todd Carney being there behind Robert Louis and Michael Dobson. I thought that brought the best out in Dobson and Louis, didn't it? Especially in the first part of the season. So hopefully that'll work again because I would have thought Nia Levels is going to be our number one fullback. I mean, I might be wrong. We'll have to just see how, how Ian Watson plays that. But I'm very excited to see how, uh, how little John goes on. Yeah, Ian believes he's impressed uh, with uh, Jack's attitude, Paul, and it's great. Obviously, Ian Watson and Ian Bleas are wheeling and dealing the uh, transfer market, bringing these good players in. Well, yeah, and, and attitude is a big thing, I I think, definitely. I mean, you want people coming over for the right reasons and you sign a two-year deal as well. Sometimes I'm a bit sceptical when guys come over and just sign like a one-year contract. I mean, 
and they're coming for a bit of an holiday. I'm not too sure, but a two-year deal. He's obviously showing his commitment to the cause, his commitment to the club, and uh, that's all you can ask from him. The rest of it will sort itself out on the field, won't it? Yeah, talking about players uh, who are coming back. Uh, Luke Burgess has come back uh, from Catalan Dragons, uh, big forward for us. Played a uh, you know quite a big part in that uh, million pound miracle. Uh, played a lot of minutes that day, and uh, you know good to have him back on board. Yeah, certainly. And he's come in with a lot of experience as well, isn't he? You know, playing for, for Leeds, Ryan O's. He played in some good sides there, won a grand final there for Leeds. He's played in Australia for Manly and, and South with his brother, brothers over there. So he's got a lot of experience. Played at Catalan last season. I know he had a few injuries there at Catalan, but hopefully those are behind him now. He's a big bloke as well, and he will be expecting, you know, to get, get some big minutes out of him. And uh, like you said before, he knows Salford. He's been, he's been here before and played for us in the uh, in the Middle Eights a few years ago. Excuse me, for last in 2016, I think, if I'm right. Sorry, was it? 16? Yeah. I was getting lose track of years now. <laughs> they all blend into one, don't they, these years? But yeah, 2016. So, yeah, he's a, I think it's a good sign, that Luke Burgess. Like I said, if he's over those injury problems, you've got a good forward there. Yeah, obviously, you want your forward pack to be big, don't you? And, you know, him coming in is going to make a big difference for us. Um, a lot of people talk about our forward pack. Obviously, with Ben Murnett Masala uh, departing, there's a big void there which needs to be filled. Yeah, there certainly is. And don't forget, Adam Wilde's gone as well. Jordan Wilde's gone. Elzy Krasniki's left, so you have, we're a bit light on forwards now, people have gone. Don't forget Lama Tazi, Lee Moss up and Matt Flanagan are going to be turning back from injury, so hopefully they're going to be like three fresh new players for us, aren't they? We struggled without them last season, but you know, Ian Watson said to us after that Leeds game at Headingley, he was targeting players for next season, what he became towards the end of the uh, the Super 8s, and he was targeting big middles, big nasty middles, those were his words, and I think, I wouldn't say Luke Burgess is nasty, but um, I think you can put it about, can't you? and he's a big man as well, he's a big presence on the field, and uh, if we can get Lee Moss at fit, Flanagan fit, Tazi fit, Burgess fit, you've got Daniel Murray in there as well, you've got some good forwards at Salford, George Griffin, they've got a decent pack. Yeah, talking about forwards, uh, another good signing for us, Liver- Liverham Zungu, I've oh. got it as Levy and Zungu, I go. think, and he can correct us when we, we speak to him. Maybe, about might be more like... I don't like... think we're too far out there with that, way. No, it might be like, like my Weller Aki, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, Weller's still there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's a 19-year-old uh, French. You know, he looks like he uh, he could be doing the business for us this season. He, he looks a big guy, doesn't he? He looks a big man. He's been. He's another one who's had experience. He's played. He's come through the youth system at St. Helens. He's played abroad, and he's played for uh, Toulouse Olympic in France. So he's coming with, with a bit of experience. He's only 19 years old, and he's a big guy, though. He looks a big unit to me, and if he's coming to learn as well, um, I think he's going to be a good signing for us. I mean, he's got youth on his side, hasn't he? And, but, you know... You can't sort of knock that size, can you? If he's got that size and he's going to improve, I think he's a, he's definitely a good sign. Yeah, I suppose as a club, we need to kind of entice these younger players in because obviously they want to test themselves at the very top. And uh, obviously with our kind of youth development, not having that kind of like pathway, um, you know, if you're stuck behind a, a player at a different club and Sofa come knocking on your door and give you the opportunity to play Super League, Paul, you've got to come and take it, haven't you? Yeah, you certainly have, and we, and we forgot to mention Gavin Benny in there before. We've also signed Gavin, haven't we, for this season? He looks a big unit and a big forward. He's played in the World Cup as well with Craig Kopchak, so we'll have bonded there with Craig. That's good experience playing on the other side of the world in an elite competition like that. So I, I'm sure he, I've got a lot of faith in him, and I know I keep talking about him. I keep telling people on social media, oh, it's Gavin Benny's going to be really good. So Gavin, if you're listening, don't be letting me down. <laughs> no. I've been talking you up, but yeah, I'm excited to see. I mean. I think the signs have been shrewd what Ian Watson's made um, so far and, and the proof's going to be in a pudding in it when we start playing games but um, I don't think that's finished yet I think there's going to be more signings isn't there I would have thought in the next few weeks If you're obviously Ian Watson with Ian Blee's at his kitchen table Paul now where would you be looking at strengthening our squad? Um, that's a good question it's a very good question that um, 
Let me have a think now. Let me have a think. You put me on the spot here. I thought a centre. I thought we needed a centre. Mm. Um, and it was forwards for me. I think you, you can never be, um, you can never have too many forwards. I think we've signed a few props there. We're a bit top heavy on props. I, I'd like a big second rower. Someone like a Ray Cashmere. Someone, you know, a big man like that. A big, you know, John Cartwright. A big tall guy who can run the ball in hard and offload the ball. And I know Gavin Bennion's that sort of player, but I think Gavin's more a prop. But uh, but yeah, a big nasty second rower yeah, in the so centre. Talk about uh, Ray Cashmere. David Clebb went to see him in Australia, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, it looks. It still looks like a couple of exactly the same. <laughs> he looks exactly the same. And what a guy he was. I mean, you know, uh, his legs were like so long. What you like him? I used to think he was like a rubber man. Yeah, yeah. I like rubber bands. His legs weren't they? But what a tough bloke he was. A really tough forward, wasn't he? And he, he made some yards, didn't he? He was, he was unstoppable. Really heavy guy. Really big guy. Giant of a man, really, wasn't he? And uh, yeah, great to see him looking so well. Yeah, obviously, like you say, back to transfer talk. I kind of agree with you. I think maybe a centre, a couple of second roles. You need the way Ian Watson likes to play. He likes his forwards going forward, and he? he wants big units and big aggressive units in that middle middle section. So the more forwards we have at our disposal in that area, the stronger we are. Because I think we kind of dropped off a bit when injuries started to bite this season. And I'm sure Ian Watson will be thinking about you know fixing that next next season. Yeah, definitely. I think um, regarding halfbacks, I think we covered, like we said, you know, six and seven. We've got three players that can play there. We've got Josh Wood as well. Your hooker, you've got Tompkins, Brining, and Josh Wood. So I think, you know, if little Johnny's going to be what we're expecting him to be, you're more or less covered in that area. But as you're going back to forwards there, I think if you look back at the Super 8s, that's where we were beaten, I thought. You look at the Castleford game, the Hull game, the Wigan game, the Leeds game, and the St. Helens game, really. Those sort of five games there. We got overpowered, didn't we, in the forwards and, and, and well beat, really, I thought, up the middle. And, and it was men against boys, weren't it, in a lot of those matches. So, um, and, and to be fair to Ian Watson, we was low on numbers, weren't we? You know, we had the big three missing in Mossop, uh, Tazzy and, and Flanagan. And, and, you know, we was expecting a lot out of guys like Daniel Murray. But this pre-season and that learning curve of last season, that'll have done, Dan, like I said, Daniel, the world of good. And they get a pre-season behind him. Now, don't forget Luke Burgess. A lot of supporters were disappointed in that signing. But last time when he came, he was thrown straight in into a, a middle eight competition where there was an awful lot of pressure on us and it was looking like we was going to get relegated. This time he's come, he's coming over, he signed a, a contract for us, he's going to have a full pre-season behind him and he's playing for us full-time, not just for six or seven games before we're looking to move on. So I think you've got to judge him on how he goes this time. Yeah, and it's a big unit as well. Like you say, you want your big Certainly. forwards. So, you know, I, I think he'll do good for us this season. I'm sure with a full pre-season, like, like you say, and, you know, avoid injury. You know, he could be our new leader of the pack, maybe. Yeah, certainly, and there's a guy we forgot to mention there. We've just been talking about forwards. We've not mentioned Craig Copp yet. No, we've just we've just reamed off all the forwards we've got. <laughs> we've not mentioned Craig, and we know how good a player Craig is. He's been he's been leading Wales over in the World Cup, and I'm sure you're going to get another big season out of Craig. So, you know, on our day, it's injuries, isn't it, Rob? If if you get a pile of injuries, we're going to struggle because we've not got the biggest squad. But if we can keep guys fit, and have a, I thought we were unlucky with injuries last season, but if we can keep blokes fit this season, I think we can do well. Cool. Next bit of news we've got is uh, the new kit comes out this week, Paul. Uh, Steedham is is a kit supplier. Um, any kind of preferences you've got for a for a kit after last uh, season's heroics in the old video? Um, I always say the same thing. Um, I want the socks to have to be red and white hoops. <laughs> I've got a thing about red and white hoop socks being uh, white shorts and uh, a red shirt with a maybe a bit of a white B on it, something like that. You know, mm. I I, I love the um, the 2011 kit, the last season at Willow. I thought it was a fantastic kit that we had there, that the old sort of Centini sort of style kit. Uh, something like that would do me. I don't like stuff with loads and loads of, sort of writing on and sponsors on. I know that's the name of the game these days. Every kit seems to have loads and loads of sponsors. I know someone sponsors the sleeves, someone sponsors the collar. For me, 
I'd just rather have a plain shirt without one, but mm. uh, yeah, keep it simple. White shorts, red and white hoop socks. Yeah, I'm thinking plain red, all red socks. Um, with a white ass on. White, with, with a white ass on. <laughs> <laughs> no, with a badge, because we, we worked hard on this badge, so this badge has got yeah, to be on it, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And then obviously, you know, white shorts and black socks, maybe, something like that. I'm not sure. I don't really think that deeply into it, really. But, no, no, um, no. I'm, I'm sure, you know, um, I wonder if you actually kind of what about think the awake about it? that. Awake it. That's a good question. I like the green one, me. I know. When, how long ago was that? 2012? 13, 12, 13. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I was wearing it at St. Patrick's night. Yeah. I quite like that. I just think, you know, maybe it's a little bit different like that. Maybe green or yellow or something a bit eye-catching. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I noticed Hull FC brought one out last night, didn't they? And theirs was a pink kit. So, uh, I'm not so sure about that. But, uh, but yeah, I'm sure they'll be, uh, be very good. I've not bought a shirt for a few years, actually. So, I'm due one. Yeah, I'll be due one. Uh, Chris I thought I might have got one last year after I've, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard of one, but I never got one. So, uh, yeah, never know. There'll be one from last year. <laughs> you never know. But you never know. We never know. Hopefully, it'll be a good kit on Lowby. And Steedon are a good, uh, yeah. a very good make, aren't they? They make a lot of Australian mm. stuff. I, I saw a few people on social media saying they were Steedon, but they make a lot of balls in Australia, don't they? And I think they've done a lot of kit suppliers for the NRL teams, haven't they? So, uh, I know a friend of mine um, collects a lot of um, NRL shirts. There's a good shop in, in Wigan that sells them, and uh, I know a lot of his shirts are Steedon ones. So, uh, I don't know who else does them over there in Australia, but quite a creditable um, uh, people, Steedon. Yeah, so we're going to look forward to that. Hopefully, uh, it'll be a good kit, and they'll get loads of people buying it and generate loads of cash for the for the club. Uh, next bit of news, um, Swinton Friendly, 14th of January, Paul. Great uh, news, yeah. I'm really, really excited about that. I think that's what we all wanted, wasn't it? I mean, I've got a few friends who are Swinton supporters, as you, as you have yourself, and, uh, you know, we don't play them anymore, do we, in league games, which is a shame. Um, uh, it's obviously, when the Challenge Cup's drawn, you always want to draw Swinton, don't you? But I think to play Swinton in a friendly, I think that's going to be excellent. It's going to be really exciting. And I just hope that both clubs come together and, and make it a really enjoyable day and get ex-players down there. I mean, how many... Me and a friend on Facebook, Chris Rowe, um, used to play for Swinton. He's a good friend of mine on Facebook. And uh, we have a bit of banter about players who've played for both clubs, Swinton and Salford. And, and we've been doing lists of players over the last few weeks. And there's that many, you know, over the years who've played for both clubs. And it'd be great to get some of them involved on that day, get them down there, get them on the pitch and things like that. And I know Swinton are going to bring a big following, aren't they? So um, I'm really excited for that. I just hope, um, I was thinking to myself today, it's January though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Can't rely on the weather, can you? So hopefully we can beat the weather and have a really good day. Yeah, I think they have like... Um Kind of a, a and not they don't have under soil heating, do they? But they have like a blanket to put over the they top. They do, yeah, they do. So I'd be probably ordering that now. So you make sure you have it for. Yeah, for I January. know Mark Ryan does an excellent job. He does. Pitch, doesn't he? I've seen some of his pictures, and he does a superb job. And are you going to sell him about the award? That you they can. Got? Yeah, I'll let you do that. I'll let you do it because <laughs> I, I don't know what the award. Is. I know they got an award, but I don't know what the title of it was. So I'll let you do it. Well, uh, and if do I, but I know they won the. I know you won. <laughs> Yeah, I know they've done the. Obviously, we both know how good that shirt, that that uh, oh, pitches, don't we? Yep. And you know, obviously, both us and uh, and Sale kind of play on it as well. They get a lot of a uh, lot of action on it, mm-hmm. uh, but they do a fantastic job. Um, and you know, credit where credit is due, they got the award and it's, it's like uh, a groundkeeping of the year award yeah. job. I think they, they got one. It so uh, they did a really good job there. Yeah, excellent. And you know, every time he puts his pictures on. The pitch looks like yeah. a bowling green, doesn't it? So, you know, he does a good job. Yeah, Mark treats it like his, his, his next like barn, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Be- it's beautiful. And, and we've walked a- across it once, which was naughty. 
which you <laughs> we got, we got told didn't we? yeah. <laughs> we're doing that again yeah. but uh, you know it's, it's brilliant you know well done to the guy, the boys down there uh, creating that uh, brilliant pitch for the uh, the players to play on uh, next bit of news um, junior Red Devils party for the Salford uh, Red Devils supporters trust Paul 16th of December uh, it's going to be a great night that yeah that's it. That, that's cr- credit to the, the temporary trust that they've got involved there they've, they've done a really good job getting that together and I've seen it on the social media the club have put it out today uh, what date is it again Rob did we say uh, 16th of December Paul 6 to 8 6, Six to 8 and where is it in Swinton somewhere it's um, a soft play in Swinton isn't it yep yeah, yep. what's the stuff going on I'm sure if you want to get involved in that want to get your kids down there no Father Christmas is there I think as well Doctor Devil's going as well is he there as Doctor well Doctor Devil's going so yeah. it's going to be a really good day and hopefully you know those the Reds will turn up and it's on the a- uh, the club website club Facebook page mm-hmm. and all over Facebook Twitter and that's you can register through there can't you it'll tell you exactly where it is but I know it's a is it a soft play, a kid's soft play in Swinton? I think the best thing about it, Paul, because we were we grew up, didn't we, the Junior Devils, and yeah, yeah. you know they had you know Christmas parties, didn't they, where yeah. all players came down, and it seems to be happening again. The buzz is coming back, and you know it's great to see. Certainly, yeah, that's that's what you want to do: get the families involved, and um, you know it's, it's excellent work. That that's that's the sort of stuff that got us hooked. Anyway, when it seeing like guys like Tex Evans and Ian Blees, Martin Burkett, Steve Gibson rolling up at your heroes, Mark Lee as well rolling up at Christmas parties, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping to set my two little ones to that. Yeah, next bit of news, uh, Willow's Memories Nights at the Lowry, it's this Thursday, Paul, um, you know, lots of uh, old memories played at the Willows, I don't think there's a question and answers as well uh, for old sofa players, it's going to be a, a really good night, so hopefully a lot of people will turn up and it'll be a place to go. Yes, certainly. It's half past seven this Thursday. I've got my tickets off John Blackburn, and I think John's still got some tickets left because he said to me the other week when I saw him that you know to to ask anybody if they, if they weren't going to get all of the tickets. I'm seeing John tomorrow, so I'm going to give him my money because I still owe him the cash because <laughs> <laughs> he was kind enough to give me the tickets last week when I saw him. But yeah, it, it, apparently it's an excellent show. I'm sure it is. I missed it, and we both missed it. Didn't we? we was at the semi-final, so I'm just glad that we've got this second chance to to, to see it. Um, I know um, the, the club have been doing things. The foundation and, and John Blackburn have been doing. Um, something on a Tuesday haven't they for the over 50s at the club like a memories thing and uh, I know John said to me last week said uh, Mike Coolman came down uh, to see the memories thing he, we, I saw him in reception and he said you know uh, hey John I've, I've come I don't know what I've come down for but I've, I've come down for something he said oh you've come to see this and he was really excited about it and he, he spent an afternoon down there seeing that so I think that's every Tuesday and don't I think it's one till half past two but check the website on that because it'll tell you about that on there. So that's another excellent thing you can go to. Yeah, obviously in the community as well, South Red Devils Foundation, doing things like that, you know, to helping people, you know, in, in that situation. It's great, they're, you know, they're there. And it's, we all love Salford. It's great for a, a chat in it for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly. And um, this this Willow's Memories, I've, I've heard loads of good things about it. I know, I think Dave Campbell's watched it. I think Dave went down there last week and I think John played the video for him. So I know, I know Dave was telling me about it and he said it's excellent. So I'm really, really looking forward to Thursday night and taking my dad down on Thursday. And uh, yeah, very excited to see that. I'm, I bet it's quite emotional, I believe, as well. A few people have told me, you know, seeing the old Willows and things like that. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, so get yourselves down there on Thursday and uh, it's going to be a cracking night. So that's all the news we've got on the podcast this week and uh, what we'll do now, we'll look what our amateur sides did this week with Paul. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report. We'll start off with Student Rugby League and the universities. Last Wednesday, these are the results. Northern 1, A Division, Leeds Beckett, A 54, Manchester Met, nil. That Salford against Chester was a no result and Manchester beat Uclan by 36 points to 22. In College Rugby League, Hotwood Hall, 18, Wakefield, 34. And this week's fixtures are on the 
Wednesday the 22nd of November in the University's Northern 1A is Manchester Met against Sheffield in Northern 2A Manchester play Chester and in College Rugby League there's just one fixture Bishop Burton play Hotwood Hall that is in the Premier League the Alderman District League Youth and Junior Finals were played over the weekend and the results were as follows in the under 18's John Burke Cup Final Waterhead Warriors beat Oldham St Anne's by 24 points to nil in the under 15's Summer Scales Cup Final Oldham St Anne's 28 Saddleworth Rangers 40 and the man of the match was Sam Thackeray of the St Anne's in the under 15's Brian Gartland Cup Final Saddleworth Rangers 16 Oldham St Anne's nil the man of the match was David Mills in the under 13's Fred Lawton Cup Final it was Waterhead Warriors 22 Oldham St Anne's 4 and the man of the match was Bradley Johns of the Warriors and finally in the under 12's Brian Hollingsworth Cup Final Saddleworth Rangers 48 Waterhead Warriors nil and the man of the match was Jack Sinfield of Saddleworth Rangers and now some great news from our local side, Langworthy Reds, RLFC. Congratulations to Aaron Gartley from the under-15s. He won North West County's Player of the Year after a fantastic season there. The under-15s winning the league and Aaron Gartley winning Player of the Year. So congratulations to Aaron. And staying with Langworthy Reds, it's a congratulations to Elijah Dodd. We said a couple of weeks ago that Elijah had been nominated for Division 2 Player of the Year. And a big congratulations to him. He came joint top for North West County's Division 2 Player of the Year. So brilliant there for Langworthy Reds. We wish Langworthy all the best for next season. Some amateur news for you. England Universities have appointed Richard Tate as their head coach and Kevin Dayton as his assistant ahead of next summer's Student Four Nations competition. Takes takes over from Colin Baker, who was at the helm during this year's World Cup in Australia, when England reached the last four, and has been in charge with preparing the, the 2021 Student World Cup. The pair, together with long-term manager David Butler, will be monitoring potential talent at next month's regional trials when Yorkshire play Midlands, South East face South West, and North East take on North West on the first week of December. Players who are most impressed in those games will be invited to take part in the subsequent North East South fixture with a place in the England squad the ultimate prize for the players that impressed them also. Good luck to everybody there in the England universities and all the students taking part. Well, finally this week, we'll turn our attention to the World Cups. And the, the, there's two World Cups going on at the moment in Australia. Obviously, we've got the main World Cup, the men's World Cup. We'll just give you a bit of information now about the women's World Cup as well. That got underway. Australia, Jill Aroos in Group A beat the Cook Island Moana by 58 points to 4 New Zealand beat the Canada Ravens by 50 points to 4 and England beat Papua New Guinea 36 points to 8 that was in round 1 round 2 Australia beat England 38-0 Canada beat Papua New Guinea 22-8 and New Zealand beat the Cook Islands by 76 points to 0 Wednesday's fixtures the 22nd of November the final group game England play the Cook Islands Canada play Australia and New Zealand play Papua New Guinea the semi-finals are on Sunday the 26th of November the Rugby League World Cup reached quarter-finals this weekend. Australia beat Samoa by 46 points to nil. England had a great win yesterday against Papua New Guinea by 36 points to six. Lebanon were beaten by Tonga by 22 points to 24, leading 22-16 at half-time there. Tonga coming back in the second half to pip them in that one. And probably the shock of the round was New Zealand 2, Fiji 4. 
a trialist game there in the quarterfinals and a bit of a shock in my opinion really I think I got my predictions wrong anyway I, I backed New Zealand my predictions weren't any good so that's a fascinating results there and the fixtures for this weekend Friday the 24th of November Australia play Fiji in semi-final one that is a nine o'clock kickoff uh, English time and that's at the Brisbane Stadium on Saturday morning 25th of November it's another early start for the England supporters England play Tonga it's a 5am kickoff I think it's televised on either BBC One or BBC Two so set your alarm clock and get up for that or you can be lazy like me and uh, record it and watch it on your planner about 8 o'clock when you've given your kids the breakfast that's what I'll be doing anyway so that's it Australia Fiji England against Tonga that's my amateur report for this week I'll catch you next week right uh, I'd like to say for the Devil in Detail podcast I've been joined by Matt Jones this week how are you doing Matt you okay yeah I'm good Who? Well, yeah, I'm, go- I'm good. I'm really good, mate. You had a good result the other week, didn't you? Beat, yeah. beat Wigan Education Top Academy. Top. I came in that week and I spoke to uh, Tom Fire that week. And he, Fire, he predicted yeah. uh, you were going to win that game, but that was <laughs> yeah. a good win, wasn't it? How yeah. Were you, were you buzzing with that? Yeah, I was buzzing. First win of the season, so good yeah. to get, get going. So what's your background then um, with, with rugby league? Then, well, mate? I started playing rugby league when I was 13 for Lee Miners, and then um, I played then for about four years. Uh, then I got picked up by Salford. So I played for Salford, then everything just started going up from there. I got bit for representing um, the uh, 16s at Wales. So I started training with them. And then we, we played against England. We were the first team at our age group to beat England in so, our Welsh history. So. Right. So you're from Wales, are you local lad? Yeah, I'm from Wales, yeah. Right, right. Nice one, nice one. So uh, what position do you play? I'm a winger. Right. So you scored plenty of tries then? Hopefully. Did yeah. you score the other week against Wigan? Yeah, I scored against yeah. So are you all like heroes then in, in rugby league? Rugby league? Well, I started off playing prop, so quite people like Chris Hill, right. I love him. Uh, what was like, the change from prop to wing then? Uh, I used to be quite, well, I've same size as I am now, so mm. I just sort of stopped developing. Right. And then I was quite fast, I was in the top 10 spirits in, in Wales at right. one point. So I sort of shredded down a bit, cut a bit away, and then sort of switched positions. Right, right. But I'd say I like, I like people like, you know, like rugby union's Danny Solomona. Yeah. He played at Castle so he's a good player. Good finisher, isn't he, Danny Solomona? And, and Gary Lowe. Right. New, new he signed for Castle for Dante for Who's he played for last year? Sheffield, who's that last year? Yeah, he played for yeah. Papua, 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 Papua New Guinea in the World Cup. Cup. Yeah, he's been enjoying the World Cup. Yeah, it's been good. Can, really can you see England beating? I mean, you're probably not bothered, are you? Being, are, you are you a Welsh supporter? Are you England? Yeah, I'm Welsh supporter, but you know, I'll have any sort of rugby. Yeah, yeah. Semi finals this week, and what are your predictions for the semis? Well, I've got a feeling it's going to be. I'd like I'd like to see England and Australia in the final because I think that'd be a good spectacle. Uh, would it? Be, be good you see England beat in Australia in the final? I don't they look good Australia, don't they? They they they're really good at pressure like pressure building. Yeah. I like I like their kicking game as well. But I don't know. I can see Tonka taking beat beating England in the semi final. Yeah. yeah. And I can see I can see an Australian Tonga final. It should be a be a big game. There's been some good games, haven't there? I mean, last week the, the Fiji against New Zealand. I was a bit shocked by that, that trialist game. game yeah. Trialist game in the World Cup. I thought it was amazing. That must be a horrible game to play. That. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's been some really exciting games. But what, what's your script this week with Salford? Have you got a game this week? Or? Uh, no, we've we've got a four week period. Well, we're halfway through a four week period now. No game. So we've just been like a mini pre season. Really, we've just yeah. been blasting our fitness, hitting the gym as much as possible, sort of bonding together. Kind of. We've got a paintballing we're going paintballing soon so yeah, get plenty, plenty of bruises at paintball <laughs> yeah. yeah but now we're just enjoying training at the moment so what, what are your long term goals in rugby league then well the long term goal is to make it 
at professional, professional. Yeah. I'd love to do it at Salford Devils because they're the first team that ever believed in me professionally, so I'd like to stick with them. So Salford are your team then as well. Do you watch yeah. you watch Salford, Salford, don't you? And yeah. So who are you, your sort of standout players for Salford? Salford. You know, Mario Vatavai, really, really impact, impact player. Junior mm. Sauer's attitude is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people like Gaz O'Brien, you know that kick? Yeah. Just people like that. There's, they know when to perform at the right time. So you're looking forward to the new season? Yeah. Could be, it's going to be exciting. Season. What are your predictions for the new season? I've got a feeling, you know, with the people that were signing, I've got a feeling we're going to have a good season. You made some astute signings, haven't we? Yeah. What do you think of the new halfback? Yes. Jack, uh, Jack Little John, yeah. yeah. I don't really know a lot about him, to be honest, but we're making some quiet signings, aren't we? Should be yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much for talking to me today, yeah, and good luck when you play your games in the next few weeks. Thank you very much. Cheers. You're listening to Devil in the Detail. So that was in this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. Another great pop up, Paul. Yeah, really enjoyed it, Rob. Really enjoyed it. And counting down the weeks now to the, the season. I did write it down the other day to how many weeks it was, but I won't be saddened and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm very excited now. We've got the Rugby League World Cup, haven't we, this weekend to keep us going. It's been excellent seeing the, our Salford players in it. I mean, we've not got any left now with Manu Vatavai. Is Manu Vatavai played for Tonga? Tonga yeah. he's, he's still in it, he's Manu, still Manu's still in it, yeah. Yeah, and it's been been nice seeing Big Ben Murdoch Masilla doing well. I know he's no longer with us, but, you know, he, he's, he's still a Salford player at, that, at the moment, isn't he, until he. he, he goes to Warrington but you know watching him rampage through the defences the last few weeks it's been a bit bittersweet hasn't it really but it's been a good competition I mean that was a, a shot game wasn't it Fiji against uh, New Zealand a trialist match there 4-2 mm-hmm. do you remember that trialist match of Salford against Harlequins um, 5-2 I remember one was the one against Paris Saint-Germain 4-0 that was Cass wasn't it oh Cass it was a try we scored a try didn't we when we beat Harlequins it was 5-2 I think Sean McRae like... just took over yeah we beat them 5-2 it's right damp night with the willows <laughs> on it but uh, but yeah try, try this game in the World Cup I was not expecting that especially with New Zealand the way they throw well, the ball about I suppose when you play at the highest level Paul you know it's you got to go extra high mile aren't you and, and Fiji and New Zealand are both really good size aren't they and a lot of pressure on New Zealand they were expected to probably win so Fiji you know saw the, the magic happening they thought they could win it and you know saw the game home so all, all for them great stuff how much have those South Pacific Islands impressed you in this World Cup I mean, Papua New Guinea Tonga Fiji, they've been excellent, they've been really excellent. I mean, Papua New Guinea played some really entertaining stuff, haven't they? I mean, I know they came up short against England, but uh, even in that game, I, mean, I thought the scoreline flattered it really, but uh, they, they, they played some good stuff, Papua New Guinea. Yeah, well, let's have it right, Paul. They are playing in ARRL every week and they're playing right. in Super League every week, so the you know, the condition to play in pressure cooker atmospheres, and you know, really, it's kind of for England to go up another gear. They know what the drill is, so it's up to England to, 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 to find something and, and get through the final for me. I think it's great that. We've got other other countries challenging as well because you know we, you know we don't want people to say oh, it's just England, Australia, and New Zealand who've got a chance of winning. I mean, I'm not saying that you know Fiji or, or Tonga are going to win the tournament. Obviously, Australia are like the major favourites, but I want back against England. I think England's got a really good chance. I, I think we'll beat Tonga, and then if we get to the final, I can see us beating Australia or Fiji or whoever we play. They'll beat they'll beat Tonga. I've got a funny feeling. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tonga beat Lebanon, didn't they? It was twenty four twenty two. It was a very close game, yeah. uh, and we sort of beat Lebanon quite comfortably, didn't it? So if you're going off that logic, I mean, I know that logic doesn't always work in rugby league, but uh, I, I'm expecting us to beat Tonga. I think we'll have too much for them. Um, I know they're going to have a big crowd behind them. It's in New Zealand in Wellington, and it's so all there's a big Tongan population there. So you'd be expecting a good performance from them, a partisan crowd behind them. But I think we've got the flair to beat them. I was impressed with Kevin Brown. Mm. I think he's done well, hasn't he? Gareth Widdops looked amazing, mm. fullback. 
He's been a bit like the Gareth O'Brien transition to forward, and he sort of came in there and did so well for us. And Jermaine McGilvery, I think, has been our sort of man of the tournament so far. I mean, I'd like him on the wing at Salford. He's a really blockbusting uh, winger. Ian, so Might be a bit of a cue, Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's there's been talk of other clubs sniffing round uh, Jermaine McGilvery, but yeah, I'm expecting a really good game, and it's another early start again. It's five o'clock kickoff, is it? Yeah, five o'clock in the morning. Are you watching it live, or are you going to be lazy and Sky Plus it? Think Sky Plus it. Well, that's, the, that's, that's the great thing about like modern days now. You you could have done that 20 years ago, couldn't yeah. you? Uh, but like now, you can take it and look, you know watch it when you want, can't yeah, you? Yeah, I think you've years- got to stay off social media though, because some Burke will put the score on, won't they? I think ten years ago, I probably would have gone out, stayed out, and come home yeah. and watched it. Probably yeah, them days are behind us. Aren't yeah, well behind us now, Paul. Gone, gone, gone forever. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the end of this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD, and you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes and radio contacts. So thanks for listening and we will see you next week. a week 24 hours a day live radio contact